Hello and welcome to class number three for the Impulsive Spending Masterclass. I'm so glad you're here. And truly, this is, I mean, we are getting to the juicy stuff, guys. This is the part of this course that I have been so excited to get to with you. And I'm so excited that we're here. Okay, so let me start with some housekeeping things before I jump into the really juicy stuff. Um, number one, I posted a reel today, but I want to say it again here. I want to iterate and reiterate and just emphasize so much that this course, right? We are all neurodivergent here. I get it. If you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are behind in the, the course content, the materials, please don't worry. Please know that you're also not the only one. I've had multiple people come talk to me about it. Um, and I'm here for you, right? This course is designed to to help with that. Um, there's no more close date, so you there's no timeline. You can you can go at your own pace, even if it's five years from now and you're like, okay, now I'm struggling with spending. I need to look at these materials. That is okay, and I'm gonna be here to support you. Um, and I wanna say also, don't feel like you are obligated to go through this course in any sort of linear format. Absolutely not. Um, all of these concepts, they build on each other, but they are not sequential. And so you are, you fully have my permission to jump around as much as you need to, skip things, skip over exercises, right? If you get to an exercise or a question and you're like, mm, that feels overwhelming, that feels like a lot, skip it. You have my permission, skip, don't go in order, do what feels most accessible and most doable for your brain. And if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling overwhelmed, please reach out to me. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. And I, I can support you through this. So whether you want to email me, whether you want to post in the group, whether you want to come join the, the coaching and body doubling sessions I'm hosting on the off weeks for this class, there's going to be one next Tuesday. Please come. I'm here to help. Um... Let's see what else. Okay. With that, uh, just coming up, some updates coming up. So next week on Tuesday is not going to be another course. It's going to be a body doubling slash coaching session. So if you want to pop on because you want to get some work done, like you have some stuff that has been delayed for the longest time and you're like, I need to body double. I need to co-work with someone. I'm here for you. If you want to talk about the course, if you want to body double and work on the course materials, that is a great time for that. If you are looking for support, you have questions, you're stuck, you're wondering about the content or materials, that is a safe space for you to ask me those questions. Um, and also if you just like want to talk about ADHD, hop on. I am here for that. I'm going to give priority to the people that want to talk about like course content, of course, but if we've kind of, kind of gotten through it, then it opens up and I'm happy to do that. Um, after that, so after the 13th, the following week is December 20th, and that is going to be a informal class that I wasn't really intending on doing, but I'm feeling called to do it, and I think it's going to be really great. So this is going to be an informal class, not really a class, on budgeting. It's going to be more of a an open table, kind of open discussion. And so Savannah from the group is going to be joining me. Um, she has a whole YouTube channel on cash budgeting because it has worked amazing for her brain and her neurodivergence. I'm going to be talking about the app, uh, the website, You Need a Budget, which I know a couple people have emailed me replying to my newsletter telling me that works great for them. Um, so this is going to be like an open forum where we are talking about 
budgeting and what kind of budgeting, what strategies work with ADHD brains. And so, of course, I am not a financial advisor in any way. This is why this is kind of an informal bonus class. Um, we are just going to be discussing and exploring and thinking together like what works for our brains and why and what doesn't. Um, so, yes. And also, I want to leave an open invitation here. If you are like, I, this really works great for my brain. I would love you to join this call. I would love to, for you to talk about your experiences and what kind of budgeting strategy, budgeting tools work great for you and work great for your brain, especially if you've gone through the trial and error period <laughs> that I certainly have. So yes, open invite. That's going to be Tuesday, December 20th at 9 p.m. Eastern. You are so welcome to join. I'd love to have you there. This will be recorded with a replay. Um, the coaching sessions are not, but this bonus class definitely will. Okay, awesome, awesome. And one more thing, if you are watching the live, live, um, just know I, I'm not going to see your questions. Um, if you have questions, you are so welcome to pop them in the, the little chat bubble. Um, but I'm not going to see them until the end. I'm looking at my notes, so <laughs> I don't have another screen, so I'm not going to see them, but I will answer them just later. Okay, awesome. Let's do it. We are going to start by talking about the role that shame plays when it comes to our spending. So this, like I said earlier, this is one of my favorite sections, one of my favorite chapters, and it is the content materials that I'm like, like we are getting the stuff I'm so excited to talk to you about. So if there was one thing, if I had to literally just pick one thing that I want you to take away from this course, it would be the content that we were talking about in this class, in this chapter right here. And right, there's other things I'm excited to talk to you about that I think are incredibly valuable. But if I just had to pick one, this is going to be it. It's going to be this chapter on shame and de-shaming our spending. And so if you're, if, if you're ready for it, I have a question for you. So if you have worked through some of the exercises for, so far, it's totally okay if you haven't. But if you've had or if you've kind of taken a glance and given some thinking to it, I'm curious, did you find shame lurking in any of your responses i mean have you been beating yourself up about your spending have you been feeling like oh my god there's something wrong with me i'm broken there's something horribly wrong with me i'm just this messed up fucked up human and things are never gonna get better because if any of that even the vibe even the little essence of that has been coming through either in your responses or just how you're thinking about your spending in general or what you were feeling when you were coming into this course or you know yeah you're spending in general i just i just want to say hi hello shame i see you and shame you are welcome here so this course is going to be shame's home today we are i got it all comfy cozy i got blankets I got fuzzy pillows, I have soft blankets, and we're going to be shitting, <laughs> we're going to be sitting with our shame this, in this course today, and really what we're wanting to do here is to understand the intelligence of our, of this feeling that we're having. We are going to seek to know it, and we're going to ask it very kindly to take a couple, just a couple baby steps away from us, just a couple, so that we can lean in a little bit away from shame and lean toward getting more curious and just being a teeny tiny little bit kinder to ourselves, just a little bit, right? I'm not saying it's going to be a light switch flip. I don't think that's realistic, but I think, you know, what often feels more accessible, maybe I can't stop shaming myself, beating myself up altogether. Maybe that feels inaccessible, but Maybe I can just lean a little bit away. Maybe I can just do a little bit less. And that's how we build and that's how we grow. 
So we, we have to start here. We have to create a foundation for change by de-shaming our spending. And I'm really sad to say that I, I, in my experience, I don't think that we find this concept. I don't think that you will find this concept in any sort of personal finance book. I wish, I think, I firmly believe that it should be, but I haven't experienced it myself. Um, you know, other books will teach you about high yield savings accounts and S&P 500 stock market index funds and budgeting strategies, uh, Roth IRAs and 401ks and all of that good stuff. But none of them really talk about shame when it comes to spending or when it comes to debt in general. Um, but that's what we're here to do today. So I'm really excited about that. And let me just preface this by explaining the difference between shame and guilt, because I think oftentimes those can get um, kind of mixed up here. And I'm using Brene Brown's definition of shame versus guilt. I love her. love her work. She's amazing. So very simply, she puts it super simply, guilt is I did something bad and shame is I am bad. So in that context, guilt can be useful. It can be constructive. It can prompt us to want to make a change of, ooh, I did that and I'm really not happy with how that went. I don't really like that. I don't want to do that again next time, right? It, it teaches us, it shows us how, how we can show up differently in the future, whereas shame is not constructive. It is not useful. I am bad. There is no room for change there. There is no room for growth or improvement Shame is in a, a completely different experience and shame feels like cement being poured on top of us. It keeps us blocked. It keeps us stuck. And shame builds even more barriers and obstacles for us to overcome. And also shame hurts like a lot. Shame is very painful. And so let me kind of walk you through what I see as the very typical cycle when it comes to impulsive spending and shame. So for whatever reason, we experience discomfort and we seek relief from said discomfort. And so we impulse buy something or we start hyper fixating and saying, oh my gosh, I have to have this. I need to buy this right now. We buy it. And then for whatever reason, maybe we really didn't have the funds to buy it. Maybe we bought it and it felt great, but then after three weeks, it's just sitting in the corner collecting dust. But for whatever reason, we, you know, we beat ourselves up for spending that money and that creates more discomfort. And so we seek relief from that discomfort. And here we go again, right? And then we're back to the hyperfixation. We're back to wanting to impulse spend. So it is a cycle. And I think as ADHDers, a lot of us have relied on shame as a motivator. We internally berate ourselves. You know, we call ourselves lazy. We say we have a lack of willpower or discipline. Um, you know, we, we beat ourselves up for spending takeout, spending money on takeout when, you know, we should have, there's the shoulds coming in, but we should have eaten what we had at home already. And, you know, a lot of times these messages that we speak to ourselves are messages that we have internalized from other people in our lives or from our past. And, you know, we have this idea that if we shame ourselves or beat ourselves up, that this will be an effective way to push us and motivate us into change or action. But truly, let me ask you, <laughs> let me just ask you, how 
you know, historically, has that worked out for you? And I'm just going to take a wild guess uh, that it really hasn't. Um, I'm just going to guess that shame has not been a reliable source of change for you because I think that's why we're all here. And let me just tell you, there is a reason for this. We think that if we shame ourselves, we beat ourselves up, it'll motivate us into action. And maybe it does sometimes. Maybe, Maybe it has a couple times in the past, especially for those really hard moments. But any of that is coming from a place of stress, adrenaline, cortisol. We're using that stress and anxiety to blast through our nervous system dysregulation and our emotional dysregulation, right? This is what I talked about in the nervous system dysregulation chapter, that class. And truly, we we don't realize that operating in this way while maybe occasionally effective or it's been effective in the past, it overwhelmingly in the majority creates negative memories, negative emotions, negative associations, impressions, experiences around the things that we do. And our brains are smart. Our brains are literally wired to avoid discomfort, like human-wise. <laughs> our brains are wired to avoid discomfort. And so when we force ourselves um to do things and slog through that insufferable, like mush mud brain feeling, we're having a bad time. We are uncomfortable. We are, there's a lot of discomfort there. And our brain is wired, truly desire, designed to remember these moments and avoid them at all costs. That is what our brain is wired to do. Especially, I think it's like even more true when you have ADHD. And so when we experience shame, We're not in a place where we're able to actually make change or create change in our lives. When we experience shame, we are hiding from the parts of ourselves that we're ashamed of. So we are not able to witness. We are not able to be present with what is going on inside of our brains and our bodies. We run away from it, right? We run away from that discomfort. We run away from, you know, what the internal sense of our feelings because, And basically, we we miss out on this opportunity to witness the intelligence of our actions in these moments, right? There is always, always a reason why we do things. There's a reason why we make choices. There's a reason why we're spending money. There's a reason why we're taking the actions that we do, whether it comes to spending or big picture, just life as an ABG person. There are reasons why, and these are important reasons. We have to believe that they're important reasons because our brains are smart. Our unconscious minds are extremely intelligent and they are designed to protect us. And so these are worth witnessing and understanding, seeking to understand because they hold vital information about ourselves, our needs, and who we are. And so shame keeps us from witnessing what is present, what is going on, why, why is this going on? And truly we cannot create change in ourselves and in our lives when we are entrenched in shame. Shame judges us and shuts us down. And instead we need to meet these parts of ourselves with compassion and curiosity and more gentleness. And I'm going to walk you through how we do that. Don't worry. So let's talk about de-shaming our spending. So I'll just say it really bluntly. Impulsive spending on random shit that I did not need, I did not need to buy, I did not need in my life. It saved my life. I spent at least $6,000 in 2020 
with my depression misdiagnosis, my subsequent bipolar misdiagnosis, my undiagnosed ADHD, and the pandemic. You, you have all of those moments that I wrote about in my personal history chapter and talked about in that intro class. You have all of those moments. You know, you know what I had been through. And in those moments, I wanted to not exist for very, very many of them. And these are the times in my life that I was spending the most amount of money. I was hyperfixation purchasing. I was impulse spending. I was doing so much of that. And I could, I absolutely could beat myself up for all of the money I wasted and all of the things that I could have done with that money, but I don't believe it was a waste. I don't think I wasted one single dollar. Because being able to research stuff and hyperfixate and like find all this cool stuff online, to wait at the door, look at my face, I'm like, <laughs> like glowing talking about it, right? Waiting at the door for those Amazon packages, like tracking all of the notifications for shipping, all of that. It carried me away from my suffering. I would probably not be alive today. I wouldn't be here working through this handbook with you if I had not impulse bought, hyperfixation purchased, and binge ate, and did whatever it took in my life to distract me from the intensity of my pain. That's the truth. I really, truly believe that. I I really, really do. I, It was so immense and so overwhelming that it's not something that I could just sit with 24-7. I needed a distraction. So this is what I'm saying. There is always, always, always intelligence to our action. There is always a reason for the things that we do, an important reason. And if we let shame take over, we will never have the chance to understand what that reason is. We will never know our why. And we'll never be able to make room for compassion if we don't begin to like get curious and seek to understand more. So I just want to say, I want to say very clearly, if your impulse spending or hyperfixation spending was or is getting you through a dark part of your life, whether that's depression, anxiety, grief, unfathomable loss, please see it for what it is. It is a coping mechanism that is keeping you alive. It has been keeping you alive. Maybe it's not ideal. Maybe it's not perfect. Maybe we'd ideally really love to be using other coping mechanisms instead, but You know, sometimes we don't have other coping mechanisms at our disposal when we are literally in survival mode. So please witness that and understand the intelligence of your brain, that your brain is trying to protect you from pain or suffering or whatever else you have going on. And truly, if spending a thousand, six thousand, ten thousand, $50,000, $500,000, if that is what it took or takes for you to survive the hardest, most brutal, agonizing moments of your life, if that kept you and keeps you on this planet, truly what is that spending compared to the preciousness of your life? You're here. You are still here and that is everything. And I want you to know that. I want you to know that so deeply and so strongly and so powerfully Like you are still here and it took everything that you have done and have been doing to get you here. 
and short yes we would love we would love other coping mechanisms other strategies that's what we're here to do right this is what we're working through but it starts here it starts with the understanding and the witnessing of our intelligence and that our brains are trying to do something to protect us and that is really really important okay <laughs> so we de-shame our spending by valuing the preciousness of our life over any amount of dollars in spending or in debt. We de-shame our spending by sitting with ourselves, sitting with our, our, of, our what we're going, what's going on in our brains and our bodies instead of judging, instead of berating, instead of beating ourselves up. So the kind of language that I very much encourage you to use, you know, not just with spending, but in all contexts, I know this is, a, shame is a very ADHD shame and ADHD right here. But the language I want you to use is one of curiosity, gentleness, and compassionate understanding. So oftentimes when I'm thinking to myself or I'm journaling to myself, I'm asking, huh, that's interesting. What's going on here? I wonder why. I wonder why I'm doing this. I wonder why this feels hard. I wonder why I'm feeling stuck, right? Instead of, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I can't believe I haven't done this yet. I can't believe I am doing this, right? That is very judging, shaming language. So I very much encourage you to practice using curious language. Huh, I wonder what's going on here. I wonder what this is about, right? That is a very different kind of approach and tone. And if this feels difficult, if, you, if you're imagining yourself doing that and you're like, that feels really hard, these things are called practices for a very good reason. We are literally trying to rewire our brain and we have a lifetime, a literal lifetime of patterning that has formed deep grooves in our neural networks, our default neural networks. It's, it's automatic at this point. So to change our thinking, we have to be extremely intentional about first changing our patterns of thinking. So we are expanding and shifting our neural networks. And with that, if it feels uncomfortable at first, it means it's working. We, like we are literally creating synaptic mismatches in our brains. Your brain is saying like, what? What is this? What is going on here? This is new and different and weird and strange. It is supposed to feel weird. It is supposed to feel awkward. It's supposed to feel, feel weird and strange. If you've ever tried writing with your non-dominant hand, if you've ever tried playing piano um, <laughs> with both hands, moving from one to two, you, you know, maybe learning how to drive stick shift, whatever it is, those moments are very weird. They are very different. It's supposed to be. It's new and wild and funky and freaky and strange. And all of these things, all of these feelings mean that you are doing it right. Rewiring our brain takes a little bit of discomfort, but if we have created a buffer of emotional safety and the tools to support ourselves, right, we can do that in small baby steps, one little baby set, step at a time. All right, so now I'm moving into, I would say maybe the more practical approach to, to this chapter, the practical side of it. Um, and it is about breaking the cycles. How do we break the cycles, right? I've, I've walked you through the cycle. I might do it again later, I can't remember, but we're gonna be talking about how to break that you know, shame impulse by cycle. So 
I have experienced, I don't know about you guys, but I have experienced a very consistent, historically, pendulum swing between fuck it, you only live once, I'm just going to buy this right now, I will figure it out later, I will worry about it later, and then the polar opposite, which is panic, fear, uh, hypervigilance around my perceived lack of funds um, that results in ex- like extreme scarcity feelings and not spending money on anything, being like, you know, holding all my money as tight as I can and just not spending and also maybe over over analyzing my budget, being maybe hyper focused on my finances in a sort of scarcity way. And the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, I know that this fear, this place of fear, it came, it comes from a place of a lack of internal security because it would happen even on my best months financially. And I would even say, I would go to say that it happened, it happens more often on the months that I have like the best months financially. My brain starts to whisper, oh, you could have earned more, could have done more. What if, what if I never have money ever again, right? That's what my brain starts to think. But the thing is, I could always, always have more money, just like I will always want to buy more things. The list is infinite here, too. And, you know, I what I try to do is I work towards acceptance, gratitude, and being present for exactly where I am. If I don't address my lack of internal security in my own value, in my worth, in my capacity to create, regardless of what's going on in my life financially, this fear would exist even if I made millions of dollars. Because it's, I've already seen it, right? It happens in my best months. So it's not about, it's not about like how much money I have coming in. It is so much more about an internal experience of worrying about my own, my own, my own value, truly. And then flip side of it, when it comes to the, you only live once, let's just, fuck it, let's go. That, of course, always ended up biting me in the ass because I would look around my house and I would see things that I'd spent my hard-earned cash on. And that I was so excited about using and buying. I was so excited about having whatever this thing was in my life that I, you know, I spent money on it and I bought it. But then I'd see it in the corner, sitting, just sitting and collecting dust and it felt bad. It felt really bad. And I would start to scold myself for abandoning yet another hobby or another, this is who I am now kind of interest that I didn't stick to. And it would create more discomfort that I soothe with, surprise, more spending. And so to break the cycle of impulsive spending, we need to stop shaming ourselves for spending money. If you have used shame as a strategy in the past and it is not working, it is time to try something new. So I am. I am going to go over the cycle one more time. All right. So we experience discomfort. We seek to feel better. We, you know, online shopping, shopping, hyperfixation, purchases, all of that good stuff is easy, accessible dopamine. Like that is the truth. It really is. We get hyperfixated on something, whatever it is, we think, oh my God, I have to buy this. This is what's going to change it all for me. We buy the thing. At some point we stop using it or, you know, we beat ourselves up for spending the money. 
we experience discomfort, right? There's a lot of discomfort there. We're beating ourselves up. We're berating ourselves. We're, oh my God, here I did it again. There's so much shame there. All of that discomfort, okay, we're, our brains are smart. Our brains are going to try to seek to feel better. So what do we go to? What are our default pathways? Where are our, you know, go-to neural networks? It is spending. So here we go again. And this is where the cycle comes from. So breaking the cycle means that we have to do something completely different. So here's what I'm offering up. Instead of beating yourself up, we are going to try breaking the cycle of impulsive spending with gratitude. And if this sounds silly or stupid or too simple to work, just hang with me here. We <laughs> have a lot to cover. So I have this fundamental belief as a neurodivergent person, as an ADHD coach, that shame and fear are not sustainable motivators. They may be motivators, but that doesn't mean that they are sustainable motivators. And Julia Cameron, I don't know if you've ever read The Artist's Way, but Julia Cameron has this fantastic quote that is, discipline is a battery. It may work, but it is short-lived. And I think she is so right. So when you practice gratitude for every dollar, every cent in your bank account, when you practice gratitude for every dinner out with friends, for every drive through coffee order, gratitude for the takeout, from DoorDash because cooking felt impossible that day, you are actually thinking about your money instead of the usual running away and hiding and avoiding and going to distract ourselves with more spending. So the this avoiding, the hiding, the pushing away, like, ah, oh, let me not think about it right now or ever, like that often indicates that there could be a negative relationship between you and your money or you and your spending, you and your finances, you and your budget, and so on. And, you know, just a little side note anecdote, really, really what got me here was when I was working with one of my clients and this was a client that struggled with impulse spending. And so we were working on it, we were coaching on it. And this wasn't an idea that I just oh yeah, this is what you do. Or I read this in a book. This is what you're supposed to do. This is an idea that we literally co-created together in the moment in her session. Um, and and what it was, was we were talking about this exact phenomenon, the, the cycle, right? Okay, here we go again, beating ourselves up. And I could see it so clearly as she was speaking it out loud, I could see the cycle so clearly. And so I asked, what if this is about breaking that cycle with gratitude? And so... We both implemented together. We came back, we shared our results as we do in coaching. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is literally making a change. This is literally making things happen. So I didn't read this from a book. This was real life lived experience. Um, and so after this moment, after this very powerful, profound coaching moment, I started practicing gratitude for every single bill I could pay, even if it was only a minimum payment. I started feeling grateful for every dollar in my bank account and I started seeing what I did have and all that I could do instead of focusing on what I didn't have, what I couldn't do. And it really changed everything for me. And, you know, I want you to think about breaking the shame cycle by inserting gratitude into the picture, practicing this, right? It is a practice, but we need to think about it as building your gratitude muscle. And, Gratitude is not about denying your reality or living in some fantasy dreamland. 
it's not, it is not, it's not about that. It is about stopping shame in its tracks so that it doesn't have a hold over you. It is about being present in your own life, in your finances, and in uncomfortable moments. Practicing gratitude takes us on the path towards building emotional resilience. Gratitude is what's going to get us there. And it throws a wrench in the whole system. It disrupts the whole thing. We break the cycle by introducing gratitude into the picture where we would normally be beating ourselves up. And, right, we have, because we have to stop creating discomfort in our brains and our bodies. When we create that discomfort, we're going to go seek relief. And our go-to has been with spending. That is how we soothe. That is how we comfort ourselves. That is what our brain has been taught. This works. This is effective. This is our go-to. So instead of beating yourself for buying that takeout when it felt hard to cook, experience gratitude for being able to take such good care of yourself. When you impulse buy cute mugs at the farmer's market, experience gratitude for being able to experience the beauty of a Saturday morning and for supporting local artists. And yeah, supporting local artists, that's a really good thing to do. Um, and I mean, I mean experiencing gratitude not just in the moment when you're handing over your money for payment, because I think those are the moments where it's like, oh, yeah, this will be great. I'm supporting a local artist. Woohoo. I mean, all of the moments after that. I mean, especially, most especially those moments after when shame starts to creep in, because that's when it happens. That is when shame starts to creep in, those moments after. And I think we, you know, we very often hold this belief that if we experience a shred of gratitude, a shred of positivity around our spending, it is going to unlock a floodgate of, you know, this spiral out of control cyclone of endless spending. I think that is the fear, but it's not true. When we experience positive emotions instead of discomfort, we create space where we're able to be present in our feelings to be present in our, our spending, our finances, our budget. We're, we're able to make it safe to budget, safe in our body, safe in our nervous system. We make it safe to think about our spending in all of the moments after, right? After that payment, after the actual exchange of payment. So yeah, I mean, experiencing gratitude, it's not, it's not about, oh my gosh, I'm gonna just spend all my money, you know, and it'll just be a floodgate opening. It's not like that. It's about changing the dynamic from experiencing discomfort, running away from the discomfort to getting rid of the discomfort altogether, mitigating the discomfort, soothing the discomfort so that we can be present in our spending and our finances. So yes, when we experience gratitude in this way, it means that we are keeping this experience one that we continue to have access to in our brains. We're not closing it off. We're not making it dangerous by creating fear, anxiety, panic around it. We're making it accessible so that we can continue to create consciousness. And when we stay present with it instead of running away, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is we we can stay present. In this context, we can stay present with it instead of doing the usual running away, um, which so often lands us into the arms of another spending spree. So this is how we break the cycle. When we When we are entrenched in shame, we are not present in our lives. We are disconnected. We are not fully experiencing what is happening or what we're doing or buying and why um because our brains and our bodies in those moments are trying to protect us from the discomfort that we have created within ourselves gratitude breaks the cycle
Okay, 36 minutes, not too bad today. So let's jump into the reflection questions and exercises. So there's five today. Um, all right, so number one is about exploring. So what shame are you carrying when it comes to money and spending? I want you to get curious. I want you to be compassionate and gentle with yourself and really ask yourself the question, where are you holding on to shame when it comes to your spending? Second question, how is your spending a sign of deep intelligence from your unconscious mind? So I'm asking what wounds, what hurts, what discomforts is your brain trying to protect through impulse buys and hyperfixation purchases? What is the deep intelligence that your brain is doing in these moments? Third question, um, and of course these are all gonna be in the Facebook group. Um, how can you, how do you plan to remind yourself that your spending has been a critically important survival mechanism through the hardest moments in your life up till now? How can you lean into self-compassion to dissolve even a small portion of the shame that you've been holding? So really with this question, I'm asking, how can you intentionally create space in your life to think through these concepts? And please remember, we are working to create tools for emotional regulation and nervous system regulation. We are creating new pathways, we are building, and this is a process. So we start small and we grow, we build, and we create sa safety one small step at a time. Um, so this may be helpful to reflect back to the nervous system chapter to see, is there something that that can help create safety for me to dissolve some of this shame or even just sit with some of this shame. Just like sit with it for a minute. All right, next question. What does your typical shame buy cycle look like for you? So what is the typical process for you? Is it is it about discomfort? Is it about something else? Do you impulse buy? What is your go-to? What are your default neural network pathways that are like, yes, we do this. And how I wanna know, how does it feel now? Right? What is what is your brain and your body feeling like now when you impulse buy or spend on hyperfixations? And I want to know that. And then I want to know how do you want it to look instead? How do you want to feel? And how can you step towards creating those changes for yourself? And then how can you make space? So practices, rituals, visual cues and reminders, time spent with intention. How can you create space to experience more positive connections, emotions, associations when it comes to your spending? So how can you create safety in your nervous system to spend more time sitting with your spending, your budget, your finances, whatever it is for you? How can you make it safe or safer to do this? Awesome, awesome, all right. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. Um, I hope that this gave you some insights, some things to think about, and um, I'm excited for you to explore these questions for yourself. And please, let me reiterate again, if you feel stuck, if you feel overwhelmed, please come to one of the coaching sessions. Um, please post in the group. Um, I'm here for you. If you are like, I really want to do these, but my brain, there's resistance here. Or my brain is you know, maybe there's discomfort here. That kind of makes sense too, right? We're doing a lot of deep diving. And so if you need support, please reach out. I am here to help. Um, and thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me on this. I will 
post um let me think i'm going to post the the new chapter uh the shame chapter so i'm going to update that in the google drive i will post the summary the cliff notes and the reflection questions um so yeah if you I mean, obviously this is the end, so you probably watched the whole thing, but if you were ever like, mm, there's a lot of classes that I haven't caught up on, please watch the summary. Um, that's what it's here for. And I'm forgetting what else I wanted to say, but thank you so much. And I will talk to you guys later. Take care. Bye.